Hour four of the big show on your Thursday, live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Mark Shapiro is speaking to the media right now. You want to switch on over to Sportsnet, uh, the president and the CEO of the Toronto Blue Jays, giving his end-of-season remarks after a very uh, tough end to uh, what was a promising, hopefully promising, Toronto Blue Jays season. Big one this weekend. Here in Calgary, as Cavalry FC get ready to play their 1-2 playoff against uh, their biggest rivals in Forge FC. And we go down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. We're joined by the manager and GM of Cavalry FC, Tommy Wielden Jr. Tommy, thank you so much for joining me this morning. How are we doing? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Thanks for having me on this morning. What was on the tube last night? Was it uh, you had the Flames game or you, you also had Pacific York on, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah, I would like to say for the Calgary fla- fans, <laughs> I had the Flames game on, but I was more invested, unfortunately, in the Pacific against York because that, uh, that's the trophy we're hunting, yep. so we want to see what our prey is looking like. How was uh, How did you like that finish right at the death there for Pacific as, uh, as they move on and they have to now take that long cross-country trip out to Halifax? Yeah, we were talking about that. That's the, apparently, it's the longest away trip in world football now, it's what, where, yeah. where you know, go from one one coast to the other, so it's um, yeah, and and I think it was it, it was a two tied teams, the midweek games. We know even in the regular season, I think we've done it three times mm-hmm. where you play midweek, Saturday, Saturday, and and in a big country like Canada, it is uh, it does take its toll, and that they've they were tired after their defeat to us. You know, it was a game where it was a bit cagey, both teams, you know, not wanting to make a mistake versus creating. Um, and then it happened right at the death. I mean, it's a great way for Pacific in front of their fans to win it and a cruel way for Martin Nash yeah. and his York team to go out. Um, talk, we'll talk, take me back to last Saturday. You guys had already knew you were going to be the first seed heading into the playoffs. You, you clinched your CONCACAF Cup spot. Uh, that's celebration on the pitch afterwards. I don't think I've ever seen that, at least in North American football. No, and um, I think that moment, to be honest, Pat, is going to live with me for the uh, rest of my life. It yeah. was... Uh, it was special because even in our short history of five years, no team has lifted silverware in front of their fans. So to do it with your, with your fans in attendance, mm-hmm. to do it after the performance that we had, it felt like a final, felt like a final game of a, you know, a 28-game season. Uh, our, our friends, our family all shared it with us. And, you know, it just it felt pretty special. And uh, I know going through that and afterwards, the boys enjoyed the feeling of it. Yeah. So to say, look, we could actually do this again in three weeks who's with me. And then, you know, they're, they're all looking around the room. They're all training very well this week. They, they loved it. Uh, you know, obviously taking pride in finishing the regular season strong. And that's what you guys have done. You haven't dropped a game since uh, early August. And that, I mean, that was a two nil lead at the half for you guys. Yeah. Uh, just like, is this my, some of the most consistent group that you've seen out of, uh, of any group that you've coached? Yeah, it is. And it took us a while to, to, to find that mm-hmm. rhythm, but we knew there was something special with us. And I said that, you know, even the five ties early in the season was a test to our fortitude of whether we wanted to be a bit braver, like we're showing in possession to, you know, still be able to achieve our goals. And, and first place was always the priority mm-hmm. because it gets you silverware. It gets you into CONCACAF. And I think it's the harder trophy to win. You know, we really enjoy the the challenge of playoffs because it's, you know, an exciting cup competition. But it was... Uh, the boys are just playing and I think what we've been fortunate to do is find rhythm and even going into it when we won the league with two games to spare is 
we don't want to tinker too much and say, oh, we're going to rest and rotate mm-hmm. players. We've, we want to keep rhythm and, and our top players want to be in rhythm going into these one-off games. So, um, yeah, that's probably what you're seeing now. And, and then those guys that are coming in for a game here or there, they're having to raise their game and finish. And you look like guys like Ben Fisk and Fraser Ed that mm-hmm. came off the bench who yep. are terrific players as well. They're playing sharp when they inject quality and energy into the team. So it's a, it's a good scenario to have going into these, uh, these playoff-type formats. We've we've had chats about about this guy Dan Klomp uh, throughout our uh, this season, but uh, man, he balled out this year. Only outfielder, yeah. outfield player in the CPL to play every minute. I mean, if I had a media vote for the player of the year, uh, it would be to Dan Klomp for sure. You know, coming out of that the Nakbreda system out in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. you know, he had he had injuries, a lot of injuries early on, and it was a long process for him to eventually get to you. And, and man, this is a special talent. Yeah, he is, and he and he's a special human being as well, and. He's been an interesting one. I think that's what you're seeing with this group is there's a closeness. You know, we're all looking out for each other. Dan came to us, and it was probably only because of the pandemic. You know, mm-hmm. he was at Knack Breda, went to Hellman Sport on loan, was going to sign there, and then suddenly the pandemic hits, and all the rosters get cut short. And because he's one of the younger ones, he became a victim of circumstance. So it was through a Dutch agent that we got his name, and I did some research. And it's funny, a, a former Calgary Mustangs player, Geert Brusselis, um, knew of him because he'd coached him in that grader. And uh, so I was able to get feedback on his ability and his character. And, you know, he played as a defensive midfielder as well as a center back. He played in a back three and a back four. And like when he's come in, he's, you know, he had to spend, I think two weeks in Turkey in isolation before he came here. And there's a lot of sacrifices he's made. And over the last couple of years, we've seen a really good player. I think now we're developing a really great one, and um, and it's it's been brilliant. He's one of them that makes our team tick. He's like our Steph Curry. He's our point guard. Mm-hmm. He, he gets the ball off of Marco and 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 really does drive the play up the pitch for us. And you mentioned there with Marco, obviously Calgary born. Uh, you know he was there with you in 2018 when you guys won the PDL yeah. championship at, with uh, with Foothills. Uh, one of two keepers to also play every minute uh, this season. And, you know he's obviously been through a lot. Uh, mm. You know beating cancer ahead of the 2022 yeah. season just feels like a full type circle for him and this whole group. Yeah, it does. Last year was emotional. I know we. I think we set a club record for most unbeaten games, but I felt we did that and we probably overachieved even getting to the playoffs and being one call, one play away yeah. from you know being in the final. Um, but I think we just, something didn't feel right. And, and, and what did feel right though, was how Marco won his battle against cancer. And I think he gave us all strength. So when we're having the off season and licking our wounds and you know, feeling bad for getting out, we kind of remind ourselves that this is a human being that's uh, fought off cancer faced up to it and played and finished the season strong so for him to have you know shared that vulnerability his journey with us and then to go on and be an iron man is just it's spectacular and you know to to see him lift that trophy for the club that he's been with since day one and in front of our fans and his family that was a special moment i think there was a few tears that were shared you know behind closed doors as well I mean, and then we'll talk about the opponent now on Saturday. Who other than Forge? I mean, that's it had mm-hmm. to be this way. You know it. The players know it. There hasn't been that playoff success versus these guys. And I'm sure it drives you up a wall just thinking about it. But do you flush the past? Like, that's the past. Leave it there. Because there's guys on this group that were there in 2019. They were there in the Island games. They were there last year. And it feels like, you know, you want to be like, you're still going back to that 
in the past, like what we what we want to do, we want to fix those mistakes, or is it like get rid of that and you know it, you're going in mentally sharp, and this is what we're going to be this weekend. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with the past is you know, no point looking back yeah. at it because we're not going in that direction. I think this group is there's there's more that haven't been part of the past than there's the, the those that have been part yeah. of it. Yeah. And what what we've set now is no team has won a trophy in front of their fans. We've done that. No team has finished first and, and won the, uh, the the playoffs. So why not aim for things that haven't been done yeah. yet than worry about things that have been done? And that's that's the way this group is focused. And, you know, when you've got your Sergios and your Clompies mm-hmm. and Ali Moosies and Maya Bevans, these guys are all hitting peak form at the right time. And they're hungry for success. And you, you throw in a Willie Akio that's coming to us midway through the season and he just adds that spark. These guys have, you know, they're almost addicted to winning. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what they're going to look for. Forge, great respect for them. They've, you know, they've they've won things in the in the past, and they've they've created a really terrific club, and and they've been a really great opponent for for many years now. And I think we've used you know our battles against each other to make our, ourselves better. And you know as well, if you're going to win this trophy, you have got to go through them. So mm-hmm. you know what become what stands in the way becomes the way, and uh, that's our focus. You and Forge's manager, Bobby uh, Smirinotis, uh, you've been here since the start, I believe, along with uh, Pacific's manager. You're the only three that have been since the league's inception. And, you know, it, with it being a small league, what's that relationship like with the with the other managers? Do you guys, like, you bounce things off each other in, in the offseason? Obviously, you have the conversations about other players and whatnot, but how is the relationship with, with, with Bobby and the other managers around the league? I, I would say it's respectful. I think we're they're great competitors, you know, um, we certainly don't send each other Christmas cards, course, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, Martin Nash is, you know, a close friend of mine because obviously we became friends, haven't worked together. But, you know, we, we generally only speak to each other about, you know, uh, you know, before and after the games, really. And, and then that's that's about it until the off season. You know, the rest of them, you know, we, we share things, you know, prior to a game or after a game, after a press conference. We, we, we have some anecdotes that we, we swap, but... Um, I think it's just it's it's a group that you know we we were all in the same position, and it can be quite a lonely position at times because you're at the helm. Um, I think we we acknowledge and we respect that of each other. And I tell you, there's uh, there's seven other really terrific coaches in this league, and you've seen that the parity of this league um, this season has been the best it's been. So it's made us all better, I believe. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, just just the the mood around the around training this week. I, it feels like you know, like you do, like the guys are addicted to winning now, and, and they want to keep this mm-hmm. going. But like, what's uh, what's the overall vibe around camp? Uh, around sorry, around camp, around training this week. Yeah, it's it's been really good. Um, we've we've kept to a rhythm and in terms of our training. So you know, we spend the first part of our week on our own DNA and you know things that we do well things we can do better and 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 that's what we focus our energy and time into and then this part now is what we call game day minus 2 where we focus a bit on our defensive strategy going into Saturday's game and our attacking strategy going into the game and just keep the guys finely tuned because you don't want to tinker mm-hmm. too much with you know what what's working but you've got to be prepared to throw something in if things don't go your way and I think even against Pacific on the weekend they changed the shape and we had to adapt to that in game, and that, that's the tactical nuances that I think this this group's you know been big on, big on. But uh, now I've been delighted with them, and we're healthy going into yeah. this weekend, which is uh, you know that's a rarity too. So it's uh, a lot of new scenarios that, that are going to happen. And I tell you what, they do love though they love walking out onto Atkill Field in front of our fans and the energy that's created there. That's that's what you're seeing. So we're looking forward to another packed house.
Talk talk about the atmosphere. I mean, I've I've talked to it with people that haven't been down there, and I've been to every game this year, and it, it feels that this year, it, they it, it calves it, it's got a, it's on a trend up. But we talked about it earlier this week. Like, just describe the atmosphere uh, of of if somebody who hasn't been down to Atco Field yet, and what they what they're going to expect and see on Saturday. It's electric. I mean, Spruce Meadows is a phenomenal place anyway, but then to put it in there, and I think the uh, the stadium that's got the aluminum seating and, and, you know, creates that noise. You've got the foot soldiers that sing. You've got the families and friends section. And, and it's interesting because even our owners go and sit in the grandstand because they like the energy mm-hmm. of the, the, the crowd bring. And it is, and that, that's probably the best way to expire. You, you come once, you're coming back. And because it's like the field is sunken down, it feels like a, a coliseum yeah. where, you know, the gladiators walk out onto the pitch and everyone's cheering, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. Unfortunately, we've been able to get a lot more victories on there than we have defeats. And I think a large part of it is, one, our, our grass pitch is exceptional, and, and two, our, our support from our fans has been brilliant. We know about Nick Ledgerwood and what what he's done and his, his transition from player to the assistant. We've talked about uh, uh, other like Oliver Minitel, other guys like uh, Mason Trafford mm-hmm. that you've kept along. You've played, you had them as players. Now they're in the system, working with you, uh, is making Cavs grow and grow. What are some of the, the maybe some of the the coaches that aren't getting enough uh, credit for for what you guys have done this year? Well, what we've done really, I think we've got a terrific. Um, analytics team now you know Daniel Hutchins Justin Anderson Loucher local lad um, Jake Davis new goalkeeper coach that came in you know our sports science team Alex Potts has been brilliant in getting our guys fit Nathan Boyd Chris Rustlin Devon these guys in our medical team Dr. Robinson they they make sure that we're we're, we're on point Benita our, our, our massage therapist these are all people that put stuff in and um, I think what, what we've done more so than this year, you know, we've we've had a mental performance coach that have come in and, and Dr. Karen McNeil. You know, we, we've tried to, in the league of parity, what can be your marginal gains? And then in doing so, we've also got guys that have bled on the pitch for us at some point, whether it's in the 2019, 2020, 2021 and onwards, that are now operating behind it. You know, bringing back Oliver Minitel, that's our head of recruitment, Tofa Fakunli our assistant GM, you know, my brother, Jay Wielden is, is in part of the pathway of bringing through your, your Michael Harmses and your Arabin Peppels and players like that, that, you know, good local players that are equipped and ready to play in the system. So, you know, that Mason Trafford, Nick Ledgewood, these, these people that have, you know, wore the crest and now representing the brand. And I think that's why this club is growing because, you know, when I sat in with Ian Allison, our club president, this, you know, when we started all this is how could we grow an industry where there wasn't none and, true matter of the fact is is you develop them and and that's what we're doing canada they're back playing this weekend uh in nagata japan taking on uh the japanese national team uh typical names in there for canada but uh some new names uh have you been kept up following maybe with the with the roster some younger names potentially getting their first caps uh luke mm. uh luke de fuji rolls uh, i believe i didn't want to yeah. realize his last name yeah, he's 17 year old not me <laughs> fuji roll i i put it through a pronunciation thing yesterday and that's what it got yeah. uh but you know being a dual national that that's what something john herdman yeah. was so big on and this is uh uh, obviously, uh, Mauricio Bialo's first match as, as manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is Japan's side that's beaten Germany twice in the last calendar year, yeah. but uh, and Spain and Spain exactly. So, uh, yeah. yeah, this is this is go time. And obviously, Canada hasn't played and they missed the last international window. Yeah. But uh, what's your vibe around this uh, national team as they get uh, ready for some important Nations League games in uh, in November? Yeah, I think it's a tough one. It's a great matchup because yeah. Japan are a team that you can 
put yourself up against. And I think we played them before the uh, World Cup in Qatar, I believe. Yeah. Um, but, but I think they're the type of team, that, uh, the modern-day footballers. They're, they're, you know, you look at Matoma at Brighton, you look at Kubo that's a Real Sociedad mm-hmm. that came through the Madrid system. There's now a lot of Japanese players that are really doing well in, in, yes. in, in the top leagues. They're dynamic. They're so tactically versatile. Uh, to, so to be playing in Japan is a great test, and it's a litmus test for Maro Biello as as they're going through this interim period. Is what is Canada's new identity going to be? Whether Maro, you know, who's a terrific coach and a good guy, you know, takes the team on, um, or a another that's coming in. What is their identity? Whereas Japan's is set. I think, you know, the the, the missing of uh, Stefan Astakio is, is key because I think he's the one that's the cog in the midfield. I don't think there's a player like him in Canada's squad, so I think they'll miss. But you know, it also gives an opportunity for some young players like uh, the aforementioned Luke that's uh, come in, that's mm-hmm. a dual national. To you know, Miller's playing well at Preston. Does he get a sniff in there? You know, it's nice to see Alfonso Davies, Jonathan David, you know, some of the big guns in there. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting matchup. It'll be a tough test. But, uh, you know, for the fans out, I wouldn't read too much into the result because it is Canada's in a transitional phase right Mm -hmm. now. So we've got to acknowledge that and accept it. Um, Jonathan David, he's was a name that was always, uh, you know, rumored this offseason, like he's going to move from uh, from Lille to a bigger club. Is there a reason you think why they haven't, None of the big clubs have, have wanted to pay for for Jonathan David, or is it just Lille just wanting to get the most most out of him and you know see what happens? Yeah, I, th- I think there's been offers. I think what yeah. Lille have done is Lille have shown you know whether it's been Eden Hazard or, or players of that ilk where they'll hold on to their players until the right price comes in. And and I don't think mm-hmm. Jonathan David's in a rush to leave yet. So it has to work for all parties, and the club that they're going to has to work for them. So. I think he's going to end up, you know, I think the closer one right now, we're hearing a lot about AC Milan being the one. I know Newcastle United were on the uptick, but, you know, with what they've got with Wilson and Isak, maybe Mm -hmm. it's not that one. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, before Harry Kane going to Bayern Munich, there was murmurings about him joining up with Alfonso Davies there. But he's a a top-level finisher. And... um, Perhaps he doesn't get as much love as he should, but I think he's uh, he's gathering that now, and um, he does a lot of work off the ball as well. And I always, you know, use him as a as a reference point for Maya Bevan because Maya does that for us mm. uh, on the pitch. That you know, sometimes you have to be a bit more selfish and stand still. And I think Jonathan David uh, has the ability to do both. Uh, whatever football we're watching this weekend, be it Canada, Japan, or down at Spruce Meadows, hopefully we get out there and fill that stadium up. Best of luck this weekend, Tommy, and uh, we'll talk again very soon, I'm sure. All right, thanks for having me on, Pat.